Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi guys! I wanted to share today on Fear Not, um, freedom from fear and overcoming it. Um, Often when I'm asked people how I can pray for them, other than what's going on in your body, fear is mentioned. And in the world and the climate in which we live in, it is so self-evident that fear is is the pandemic. Shouldn't have said that word. Oh, algorithms. Anyway, so um, I wanted to start. I had written down what God wanted me to speak on many days ago. And then a couple days ago, I got up and the first thing God said to me was, I want you to go to Revelations 13. And I was like, okay, random. Um, I've never in detail studied out Revelations. I don't have an opinion of pre-trib, post-trib. I don't have an opinion on it because I have not taken the time (laughs) to study it out. Um, My only opinion on the book of Revelations is I know we win. I know God is good, and my heart's desire for the end times is if Jesus hasn't come back, then the very last person that will accept him has not gotten that choice to accept him yet, heard the good news and accepted Jesus. Otherwise, we'd be out of here. And so I am in no hurry to go home. I want everyone to get the opportunity to meet my king and come home with me. So as he said, let's go to Revelations, I was like, okay. I think I had found that book intimidating because it is so, you know, beast and 10 heads and I mean, wow. And I don't want to be confused and the word of God doesn't, isn't there to bring confusion. Um, But also I was at peace and I didn't want to add information that would disturb my peace about the future which that's stupid come to think of it now, thinking that God's word would shake up your peace or God bringing truth to you would shake up your peace. But I, I, I was like, okay. So I sat down and I started reading through Revelation starting in chapter 13. And God had me write down three scripture verses. This was just from my heart, but now I'm supposed to share this with you, okay? He showed me myself in the book of Revelation. Um, Wait, this is wrong. Where am I? Oh, here we go. I literally just wrote it down. This is me. Uh, Revelations 15, 2. It says, those who have victory over the beast. I'm talking about you too, if you've accepted Jesus. Those who have victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. That's us, and that is what my heart is singing to my King. It went on in Revelation 16, 15. I wrote this down from the Passion Translation. It says, Behold, I'm coming like a thief. God's blessing is with the one who remains awake, and fully clothed in me and will not walk about naked, exposed to disgrace. No, we won't. That's who we are. 
You have to remain awake. The word of God wake, awakens us to who we really are. It awakens us to who the truth is. And it silences that voice of fear that wants to control us and to put our lives into a container that in no way expresses the fullness of what we are made to do. So in Revelation 17, 14, it says, these will make <clears throat> these will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them for he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. And those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. That is who we are. We do not have anything to fear. Our God has already won. When he comes back, it will be in a victory procession. We are chosen and we are faithful. We do not have to fear. And so this is not what I originally wrote down to teach. And we're going to go to that. But one, I want to encourage you about the future. But two, I want to remind you that if there is anything in you that um, is not completely settled about any topic, any of it, tell the Lord you want to talk to him about it. And if a random scripture comes to your mind or a random phrase that you know is found somewhere in scripture comes to your mind, it's most likely not your random brain. Go and look it up. Cost versus benefit. If it is the enemy trying to use the word of God against you, because he does that too, going to the word of God with the Holy Spirit will always bear good fruit. Good try. You're not, it's, you've got nothing to lose. So if you wake up and God says, go read Revelations 13, and you have no idea in your mind what it says, but you're sure it's wacky because it's Revelations, go read. Go keep reading until something settles inside of you and the Holy Spirit is like, this is what I'm saying to you. Because I got up that day after having read that and writing those things down, I wrote out the scriptures in my notepad. Uh, that's how I process things a lot of times is I read it and then I write it and then I read what I wrote. Um, I don't know when I developed that habit. It's just who I am. But I got up one saying, oh, okay, I, I was not afraid of the future. I was concerned because I didn't understand so much with this. But what you showed me was myself hooked up to you in victory in all these things and all these pieces. I don't have to worry. And also just rejoicing in before it became an anxiety or an anxious fear, before it became something that tried to influence what choices I made. The Holy Spirit came to me and said, hey, can we talk about this? Can I show you something about this? And I love that. And I have seen him do that in other areas of my life. And I know he wants to do that with you. So if in seemingly random ways, the Holy Spirit is asking you to study out, look up, sit down and read something. Your good king is going ahead of you before a trap is set for you and wanting to give you truth that brings life. So that is my encouragement to you. Now on to what I originally was going to teach. <laughs> um, <coughs> wait, water, please have water with me. Y'all, I took a shower this morning. You're welcome. And I got out and my skin was so dry. I think it's from the heaters. The other day it was 81 outside at like 4 p.m. And by 8 a.m. the next morning, it was 21 degrees outside. <sighs> it's been cold. I like it, though. I'd much rather be cold than hot. I don't know about y'all. Okay. Now on to the real deal. <laughs> um, 
for me, fear has tried to hound me my entire life. Um, it's not something that lives in my house, in my life, in my house, in my mind now. But as far back as I can remember, fear tried to get at me, um, partially because I was a feeler and a perceiver and because I didn't have the maturity or discernment, a mature discernment to know what I was perceiving, the enemy would try to use what I was perceiving to torment me. I also had fear of uh, being away from my mom once because I had spent the night at a friend's house and without any fear. And at like 10 o'clock at night, I just really felt like I wanted to go home. Um, and that wasn't normal for me. And I remember getting up out of her room and going and knocking on her parents' door and saying, can I please call my mom? I'd really like to go home. And her dad comes to the door and says, go lay down. You'll talk to them in the morning. It's late. Go to bed. And that instilled in me a fear of being, if I left my mom, I wouldn't be able to get back to her if I wanted to. And so for years, though, I would go on play dates. I would not spend the night or go for a long time away from my mom. And God broke that off in me at church camp randomly but then i remember other fears and i do believe for myself that fear was the open door in which fibromyalgia and extreme environmental and stream english extreme environmental illness came into my life um and i saw him god through coming to me in relationship in showing me his perfect love in being ever present and faithful to me and changing my heart picture, breaking off that fear in my life. And so I want to show you how that can be so in your life as well. Um, where did I put this? First John 4, 17. Let's go there. Um, I'm mostly reading from the New King James. So people ask every week, where are you reading from? Mostly the New King James today. First John, not John. Keep going right. Almost all the way to the back, almost to Revelations. Peter, John, what? I said it. Four seventeen. I'm almost there. I'm so thankful y'all are here. I hope this blesses you. Bless me. It says, "Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world." That blessed me so much. And the next scripture, 18, says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We all go on a journey of receiving our King in different places in our life, especially the renewing of our mind. And so we might be fully satiated or satisfied, settled in, cemented in that we aren't going to hell and that God has us and that we don't have to fear um, eternal torment. But every time we open the mailbox and open the bills, our hearts pound a little faster and we feel nauseous because what if we don't have enough? Or we go out and socially feel the world judging us and we want to hide because we feel like they're judging us and we're not enough or our kid is sick and though we know how to acquire healing for ourselves we're afraid we're going to fail them 
in releasing our authority over them. And they're going to suffer because we can't perceive that God loves them more than us and that it's settled for them as much as it is for us. Just because you've got it in one place or you feel like you're settled in one place doesn't mean other places God isn't coming to mature us in love. So you're normal. (laughs) And I'm thankful because there are places where I thought I was settled and then something would come up and go, oh, there's still some more work to do. Or my season of life changed. I never, I never had to have faith or be settled in love as a mother until now. I never had to be settled in faith in a world that is so upside down. Um, now I do. And the Holy Spirit is with me right here, right here for it. What did I say here? Um, the tense in the verb of as he is, so are we in this world. It says that so are we. We are not like Jesus was. We are as Jesus is now. And how he is as pure and seated in authority, ruling and reigning, done. So as he is, so are we in this world now. Not sweet seven pound, five ounce baby Jesus. No, fully seated, ruling and reigning with Christ, our warrior king, who is coming back for us, who does love us, who is there preparing a place for us. And when his father says go, he will be right here as a thief in the night. And I am so excited. So let's go to first John two. We're going to stay in first John for a minute. First John 2, what? 26 through 28. 26 through 28. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. We don't have to be afraid of being deceived, okay? But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that, <clears throat> that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. The key, the key to getting all these little places in our hearts settled in love that casts out fear is abiding in him. And I know abide is not a commonly used word in our vernacular and so I went and looked it up let's let's flip the page okay the answer is the enemy who tries to deceive your heart the answer when he comes and tries to deceive your heart that you won't have enough or you're not enough or God doesn't love you or whatever the lie is it comes okay the answer to this enemy who's trying to deceive your heart is to abide in love, but how? The word abide, it's from the Greek. It's a verb and it means to stay. Giving place, state, relation, expectancy. Abide continually, to dwell and endure, to be present or to remain. Now, that sounds all great, but when fear is screaming at you, what do you do? Um, The last part of the translation is to stand To tarry for thine own. To tarry means to stay. The thing is, nothing can separate you from the love of God. 
God is always extending his love to you. Always, always, always. So if he's not moving, if he's like right here for love, we are the ones that move away or move to and choose to stay. And I know anxiety, fear, depression, um, legit concerns might be screaming so loud, but I want you to know you are more powerful than you know. You have the power of choice. So in with choice, you say, Lord, I'm drawn to you. I'm going to remind myself with the word of God what it says that is the answer to counteract or contradict what the deceiver is saying to me. I'm going to remember what the word of God says. And in doing so, I'm going to abide. I'm going to choose to stay in your love and fear will go. It works every time. It works every time. But we have a choice. He is not going to come and dump a bucket over your head and just overwhelm you with love. And you just had no choice but to be loved. It's not. There's choice in love. Love is always a choice. Always, always, always. And yes, you will choose to lean in and he will overwhelm your heart with more beauty and more peace than seems reasonable to you. Yes. But it comes with consent comes with consent. And yes, we love because he first loved us. But all those feelings, feel and overwhelm, all those things are secondary to the choice. Just like in a marriage relationship, my feelings of love and affection and attraction to my husband are all beautiful, wonderful, healthy, enjoyable. But it all stems from my choice to love him. And receive the love he has for me. Same true here. Totally same true. Some people will fight me on that. Hmm. The fruit of choosing the Lord. The fruit of choosing, even when fear is screaming, to run to him. Has only produced peace in my life. And I'm not moving from this mountain. I'm not moving. So... 1 John 4, 17 through 18. Wow, we're really in 1 John a lot, aren't we? 4, 17 through 18, it says this. <clears throat> Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. No, did I already read this? Yes, but we're going to read it again. <laughs> there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. That he, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. I wrote this. God's love is not pulling away from you. As fear comes and tries to torment you, the answer is to abide, to stay in, to choose to stand, and it will go. That's just the truth. <clears throat> Romans 8, 31. Let's go there. I'm balancing. I'm balancing. Acts Romans 8, 31. Listen to me remembering what I said I was going to read. I'm growing as a human. Okay. <clears throat> God's everlasting love. I want to just let this pour over your head, okay? <clears throat> what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I love teaching that to my children. I talk to them about how big our God is, how strong our God is, how able 
our God is. And then I say to them, if God is for you, who can stand against you? And I see them remembering it and they will literally square their shoulders and say, no one, Mama, no one. So we let the word of God remind us of the greatness of our King. And when the enemy says, oh, but this, oh, but this, oh, but this, we look at it and think, well, that's stupid. That's a, that's a very poor try, enemy, very poor try. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. That's where Jesus is right now. And as he is, so are we in this world. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And his perfect love casts out fear. So as we remember this, as we choose to stay and abide in it, fear will go. Truth will come. We will have visions of a hope and a future ahead for us and our children. We will expect to have wisdom that decodes all the different messages we're getting right now. We will expect to see the goodness of God here in the land of the living. We will in authority, say to our bodies, rise up and be whole, and it will be whole. You know, the other day, uh, I don't know, two, three days, a few days ago, I don't remember what day of the week it is because I'm still on holidays. So, but I got up and I was like, just not feeling well. And I ended up in the bathroom, on the floor, literally moaning, trying not to throw up. This was like just a few days ago. I'm like, this is terrible. And I felt so bad that I was like, okay, what do I do? And I had my phone with me. I literally text my husband, please come here or something. <laughs> and he came and I said, honey, will you please pray for me? Because I was so overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. And he said out loud, he said, I don't know what to pray. But I'm going to pray. And he put his hands on me. And for a long time, he just prayed in tongues over me. That's all he did. Prayed in tongues. And I started taking deep breaths, deep breaths. And I believed it was me receiving. And I, in my heart, all I said was, I reminded myself that the one who is seated in authority lives on the inside of me. The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of me. And I'm not praying to receive healing. I'm praying to push out unbelief and release healing from inside of me. And I focused on that and I started taking deep breaths, breaths. And then he stopped praying and I sat up, he helped me get off the floor and I went and sat in our kitchen and I sat there a good while. Oh, and we made coffee <laughs> and I started feeling so much better. And by that evening I was totally normal. 
I don't know why I'm sharing all this except to say one, yes, I have stuff come at me. No, not what I was healed from 20 years ago. Yes, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed that I'm like, I need help, Lord, because it's just too big. When you don't know what to pray, when you allow the Holy Spirit to pray for you, the word of God says you pray perfectly. And if all you can do is remind yourself of the king that lives on the inside of you and that you are not desperate trying to get healing, but it is already deposited on the inside of you. The peace is already the provision. Everything you need is already deposited on the inside of you. And what you are praying for is to push out unbelief and release what is on the inside of you. Life will come. And for me to remind myself of who he was, sit in peace with my husband who has authority over me. Um, that was to abide in that moment. That was me abiding. So I don't know what you abiding looks like today. You know, there was a season where I, we made some bad financial decisions and learned some lessons. And we made a plan together and got ourselves out of it. And then for years after that, I was the one that would sit down and do the budget and feel physically nauseous. Even though I knew the money was in the bank, I knew we had made proper decisions and been good stewards of what we had. I still had that fear we were going to get to that place again where things were upside down. And I had to learn that A, God is my provider. B, I do have choice in what I choose and it can lead to things being put right or things going to the bad way. And as I did that, I would literally, and I actually did this like two months ago. We had spent a little extra that month, a, a good amount extra. What would we buy? I don't remember something. And so that fear tried to come back. See, I, the fear of, Taking a bad hit of heroin is not a thing in my life. That's not who I am. I, the things he comes with a fear with me are usually associated with things that worked in the past to get me into fear. And so I remember going to open the budget up. You know, we have like a spreadsheet thing. And before I clicked open, I felt that fear trying to come back. And I literally closed my eyes and I opened up my hands. That's how I surrender. I don't my hands and I said, thank you, Lord, that you are my provider and I don't have to fear. Thank you that you love me. And your love casts out fear. Thank you that it's done, Lord. Thank you that we've walked in wisdom. And then I move forward. And so if you have fear come and tempt you, I should rephrase that. Pardon me. When you have fear come and try to tempt you or anxiety or the feeling of being removed from God come. You can stop, acknowledge the truth, release your anxieties to the Lord, and you will have peace. It works. It works. It works. So where am I? I already read that. Oh, okay. I wrote this. <laughs> um, when fear comes, if God isn't the changing denominator, then it's us, and we choose to return to the truth. We abide. The truth that we're protected, that we're wanted, that we're loved, that we're provided for, and that we are enough because of who Jesus is. That's the truth. I wrote this, a heart identity of a loved child of God. It doesn't mean fear doesn't come 
or we don't feel overwhelmed at times. It means we're rooted in truth, that he loves us. And as we choose to return to that truth, fear flees. That's the truth. That's the truth. So let's go to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. As we, whoa, <laughs> I should bring my lap desk. I have one of those lap desks. I should bring it and put it right here. Why have I never thought about that? I've done this like 90 something times. I don't know. I've just had aha moments. Philippians what? Four, six through seven. In the show notes below is listed out all the scriptures I've referenced today, even in Revelations. So four, six through seven. <sighs> so having established how to get out of fear and what our part is in abiding and returning. Let's read this. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. I love in this, you're anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, you go before God and say, here, here it is, here it is. And then in remembering the truth, we go into thanksgiving. Because thankfulness is the language of faith. And then peace rules and reigns in our hearts. That's the way this works. So I am thankful when I've gone all the way to the bad place and I am in fear or I'm in overwhelmed. As soon as I choose to abide, as soon as I choose to return with whatever percentage of strength I have in me, man, he meets me right there. He walks me into truth. He walks me into maturing me in his love and in um, maturing me in love in that area of my life. And he will do the same for you because he is good. Lastly, I wrote this. We let God know what's attacking our hearts. We have thanksgiving because we remember the truth of his love and we abide. And then peace will guard our hearts and our minds. That is the truth. I am trying to teach my children this as well. In fact, my son, he wouldn't mind me telling you this. I just walked out of the bathroom after taking a shower and everything. And he saw something weird in the living room, a weird shadow or whatever. And he sees things. He sees demons and angels like I do. But he saw something and I was like, and God said, it's not, he didn't see anything for real. It was just a shadow. I was like, okay, I said, what's up, bud? And he's, I thought I saw something, but I didn't. And it wasn't. Oh, no, it's nothing, buddy. Don't worry about it. I said to him, well, whatever it is, a shadow or a demon, just tell it to get out. That's all you got to do every time. Just tell it to go and then move forward. And he goes, oh, I forgot. Thanks. <laughs> so, I am so thankful. I'm his mom and I know what he's dealing with. I understand that. But I, whatever fear is trying to come at you, perceived, real or just perceived, I want to remind you that when you identify an enemy, tell it to go. Remind yourself of the truth of the word of God and abide in his love. And that fear will go. It will. So I hope that this has been congruent. Let me pray for y'all. Um, prayer for nephew that was diagnosed with autism and speech delay. Thank you for praying for each other, guys. My grandma, 
in Arizona. <clears throat> she passed away on New Year's Eve, asking for peace and clarity for my family and myself. Freddie, I did speak to your grandma, didn't I? I'm so sorry. Sorry, Freddie's my buddy. I love you, man. I'm so sorry she passed away. And I'm glad she knew Jesus, but I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Oh. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I prayers for healing and pain and discomfort in my left side. Fighting COVID. That's the second COVID I've heard. Infertility and premature menopause. You're only 38. Cindy, that is stupid. I'm praying over you. Fears of eating, swallowing food and drinks. Uh, ca cavities. Diagnosed with... Okay. I don't know what that word is. And cavities. Okay, let's go. My nose turns red when I cry. Hi, Lord. Thank you that with us. First, we lift up Freddie and his family right now. I thank you for peace, peace that passes all understanding. I thank you that they all process this well, that they walk out the grieving process fully with you. Thank you that you walk us through it. We don't sit in it. I thank you that his grandma was so loved and that's why we grieve. Thank you for every good memory. Thank you for every good tradition that she set up being honored. And we thank you for the hearts of Freddie and his family being comforted now. Thank you for her life, Lord. Thank you for her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now for bodies. I speak to right side and left side and down the middle. All pains go now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that anything out of alignment in people's gates is lined up now. I speak to cavities now going in the name of Jesus, heal up. Thank you for perfect, perfect, um, what is that, enamel on people's teeth. Um, thank you that all cavities are going, all achiness and tooth pain is gone now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that <clears throat> minds are being restored completely in the name of Jesus. I rebuke COVID, you shrivel up and die. No long lingering symptoms. Lungs completely clear, itchy throats completely clear, fevers gone, body aches, night chills are gone in Jesus' name. Thank you for energy being restored at a hundred percent. I rebuke flu now in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you that we are not subject to COVID. We are not subject to the flu, but we are subject to you, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what you proclaim over us is life and life more abundantly. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for brokenheartedness being healed now. Thank you for your love coming like a soothing balm of honey that heals. Lord, thank you that your Holy Spirit is leading and guiding people in the right directions and where to read in the word of God, that you're softening people's hearts and they're identifying where you are talking to them and you are leading them and guiding them into all truth. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you that fear of eating and swallowing is going now. Thank you, Lord, that that um, Norma, you see yourself eating. You see yourself swallowing. You see your body being nutri nutrients, <laughs> assimilating nutrients properly. You are at the perfect weight. Your organs proper and properly function well. You digest food perfectly. You swallow food perfectly. You don't have to be afraid of your body overreacting. Your body processes food perfectly, perfectly. And the joy of eating just for fun is going to be restored to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom and compassion from those people that we're listening to for truth. Oh, J.H., I pray that the medicine that you've chosen to take works perfectly in your body. If you choose to take medicine, take it in faith, agreeing that it will do what it was supposed to do. Lord, I thank you that Joe is recovering fully from COVID, fully. Nothing lost, nothing stolen. Thank you that he feels better and that you care, that we just feel good and have energy. Thank you for an expectation of being up and moving around better than before. Thank you for restored health in Jesus' name. Pray for Jason. Christine, I do pray for Jason. Lord, I thank you that every need he has is fulfilled in you. I thank you that Jason is made whole and at peace, peace to him in Jesus' name that's found a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I will go back and read through it all. Um, yeah, he's going to have peace. He's going to have his own personal relationship with Jesus, Christina, um, and he will come out of it. That diagnosis means nothing. The word of God over him is that he will live and not die and live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that he is smart, intelligent, and designed with purpose. So he will have a relationship with God, and those labels will break off. Okay. I love you guys. Freddie, I love you. And um, Joe, I love you. And I will see you next week. Thank you for letting me share what was on my heart. And, um, yeah, I love you. Bye. Bye. Next week. Bye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.